Hi, my name is Tom Bakacic, and today we're going to talk about how to effectively use video marketing to build your brand with minimal cost, equipment, or time. Um, today, what I want to do is I want to talk about video marketing, and, and there's kind of a reason I want to do this. Um, I used to live in Texas uh, back during, well, not this most recent uh, uh, winter freeze, but back in 2011 when they had one. And I was driving and they had a rolling blackout, so uh, you didn't have stoplights working at intersections. Despite that, I know that you're supposed to stop, but the person behind me didn't, so I got rear-ended. And I was looking for a chiropractor. And so I was going online, I was looking at websites, and I went on to one. And this chiropractor had a really unique way of introducing himself, I guess, to his customers. So what he did is it was basically a video from the customer's perspective, but what you can expect in your first chiropractic visit. So it was a camera that went through the door. You saw the chiropractic assistant. They said, hi, give a brief introduction, told you the forms you would have to, to fill out and said, hey, follow me, took you into like the rehab area where they had like uh, all the machines and stuff they do to make you feel better. And then the waiting room area. And then from there, the doctor, he opened the door, invited you in, you went in, you talked to the doctor, you saw the table. He explained the technique of what an adjustment would be like. Then he went out the door. The receptionist said goodbye. Here are the forms you want to fill out to get started. Just click the buttons underneath and we'll save you 15 minutes. I did that. I downloaded the forms, filled them up, and went in there. When I went in there, it was never about, wow, this chiropractor has to sell me or anything like that. I was sold. I was ready to go. I knew who the doctor was. I knew what his philosophy was. By the time I went in there, I, I was, you know, like I said, I was sold. I was already uh, a patient of his. And that is what you can do with video marketing that you can't really do with a commercial. You can never have that intimate feeling with a commercial. You can never have that authenticity uh, of a message when you try to broadcast it to the masses. So that got me, that was one of the things that got me interested in doing video marketing and, and all sorts of other marketing. So what I want to do is really kind of clarify today how you can do this, how you can use video marketing to kind of build your brand and get yourself out there. But we can remove all those barriers that kind of hold you back. You know, sometimes it's hard to get in front of a camera. I don't know what to say. It's going to cost me a lot. I need to invest in equipment. Well, we're going to go ahead and address all those things and, and kind of show you how you can make it happen for yourself. But first, a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Tom Bakacek. I have a company called Sonoma Solutions here in the Valley in Phoenix. Um, I've been doing digital marketing for quite a while now. Um, some fun little tidbits. I actually wrote a chapter on Facebook optimization for Dan Kennedy in his best-selling book, uh, Marketing Miracles. This was back, I think, in 2012. Really cool. I actually got a chance to go to Kentucky Derby with them. I know that's coming up here the next few weeks, but uh, that was pretty fun. Um, also uh, created a couple of digital marketing training programs, some things called Social Media in 7 Minutes, Social Media Ad Geniuses. So had a lot of experience kind of showing people and teaching them on how to do uh, paid advertisements. And I'm also currently the president of the marketing committee for the Glendale Chamber of Commerce. And uh, my company, like I said, we've been just celebrating our 10-year anniversary, in fact. It was uh, February of 2011. And we're a full-service agency. We do everything. We do a lot of things with paid advertising of Facebook, Google, and LinkedIn. And because of that, things that go along with paid advertising, we're pretty good at, too, such so as creating videos and images and graphic design for the ads. We're getting a landing pages and websites. Whoa, look at that. All right, let's see if I can hit the right button there. Now, my high-pressure sales pitch, if after this presentation you like what I had to say, if you like can help you out, go ahead and reach out to us, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can help you. All right, we got that out of the way. So again, what are we going to cover? Why video marketing? Why is it important? 
What kind of equipment are you going to need to get started? Here's a hint. You, you probably have one that you're scrolling through uh, every so often um, on a daily basis. So that's, that's probably about as much equipment as you're going to need. It's really simple. Uh, what type of effect, what are some of the effective types of videos that you can shoot? What would I recommend if you want to do ads or if you want to promote? Uh, how do you come up with topics? What are some of the tools you can use to make these videos cool? And uh, how can you use Facebook for videos and how can you use YouTube? Because they're, they're a little different in your strategy and what you want to do. And then finally at the end, we're going to do a little roadmap on how if you could just commit to doing one video a week, we could blast you out there. And uh, just kind of get you out there and people will think that you're everywhere. And the funny thing is, it won't cost you anything to advertise on this. You're just using existing social things, but you'll be in so many spots with just one video that people think you're paying hundreds of dollars for it. So we'll, we'll do that here at the very end. So why video marketing? Well, there's hundreds of stats I could give you, but some of the most compelling is that people, your customers, they'd rather watch a video than read text about a product or service. You have the choice to look at a huge pamphlet or a book uh, that's going to tell you how to do something, or somebody could just sit there and tell you with the video or demonstrate. I mean, really, who would rather watch the video? 82% um, of consumer traffic, internet traffic, is going to come from videos by the end of next year. So it's just really becoming uh, an ingrained behavior in us and in our customers. Um, users spend 88% more time on a website that has a video on it than it doesn't. Again, if you just have a bunch of text, on a website, on a landing page, people will scroll through. A lot of people are like, I don't want to read it. It's just too much. You have a video. They see the video is two minutes. They know they can invest two minutes of their time, and they're more willing to do that. Um, and on your landing pages, videos will increase conversions by about 80%. So uh, also, if you do video marketing, uh, as you can see here from Oberlo, uh, pretty much have a chance to get two-thirds more qualified leads than if you don't have a video. So what equipment do you need? Well, if you have a camera, you need a camera. If you have one, you can use it, just put on a tripod. If you don't have a camera, fine, you probably have a smartphone. Okay, put that on the stand or, or put it on a box or put it on something so it stands up there. If you don't have that, you probably have a computer with a webcam, use that. That's the equipment you need. In addition to that, you need to be in a nice quiet place. This, for example, is about as quiet as you it's a, it's a podcast room uh, here in the downtown offices of Cohoots. Um, but if you don't have a podcast room, you just want to go into some room where it's going to be nice and quiet so you don't have noise. Also, lighting is good. You just want to make sure you have lighting. First time I ever shot videos, I think I had like my uh, uh, living room lamp on top of my desk it looked just ridiculous. And I had to put like a floor lamp on the other side to even out the shadows. Now, you know, it's probably a lot easier to do that. You just want to make sure you're in some place people can clearly see your face. So as long as you're in well-lit area, you're in good shape. That's it. It doesn't need to be any more fancy than that. Uh, the less professional, so to speak, that it looks, as far as like state-of-the-art technology, all this other stuff, uh, the more authentic it's going to seem. Think about like when you, when you watch a commercial. Uh, when you watch a commercial, when you see that fancy production, you start thinking to yourself, I'm going to be sold something. So it kind of creates a barrier. So the more real and authentic you are, the easier it is going to be to get your message across. So here are the five types of videos that I recommend. I'm going to start from left to right here as kind of the more bolder and aggressive to the more shy and timid. So the first one here on the left is going to be talking head. I, I came up with that. And basically, it's where you're bidding yourself talking. And you have a picture of you, and most likely it's going to be your head. Therefore, the talking head. And what you can do with that video is it's, again, just you talking. 
Um, what I like to do for the video, especially on Facebook and LinkedIn, is I like to put a title on it and have subtitles underneath. The big reason being, and you'll hear me say this a couple of times through the presentation, only 80, 85% of people will look at a video without listening to it on Facebook and LinkedIn. It's the default. People have to take action to listen to it. Also, just think about your own behavior. If you're waiting in line at the supermarket and you're scrolling on Facebook, killing time while you're waiting, and somebody has a video, you're not going to blast out the audio so everybody can hear. You're not going to put it to your ear and not watch a video. So chances are you're just going to see a video with people talking. You're not going to hear anything. So if you have it subtitled, people will watch your video. They're going to be a lot more likely to do that. Second type of video that you can do is a tutorial or product demo video. So here we've got a client who's actually holding up one of his products and demonstrating how it works. So again, it could be like a talking head with visual aids, or it could be like an over-the-shoulder camera. You're showing somebody how to put something together. Uh, every year at Christmas, I have to watch a video on how to wrap a present because I'm just terrible at it. Um, so they have all these neat ways of doing it. So you know, just that kind of a demonstration video. Third type of video is an interview. Um, if you are just kind of new in your business or if you have an expert you want to promote or something, doing an interview is a great way to do it. Um, it's a great way to show you on screen somebody else, and it kind of gets you some good experience. Plus, most of the focus is going to be on the other person, so it's an easy way to do it. Then we have here on the right kind of the more I'm nervous to be in front of a camera types of videos. Um, so the first one on the tip, uh, top is going to be something that if you just have a quick promotion or something or a quick explainer, you can do a text over motion graphics. So basically, you have a background, and then you just put text up there. And, and you do that, you don't have to worry about doing a voiceover or anything like that. You just kind of put your message out there. The shorter that type of video, the better. And those are great on things like Facebook and LinkedIn. Or finally, actually, this would be kind of a, a screen capture video. So what you could do is if you have a PowerPoint, you can do like a PowerPoint presentation. They hear your audio. They watch a video, which is on the screen. And again, it's a good way to get comfortable doing it because you have notes right in front of you. So you'll kind of know what to say. So it's a good way to kind of ease into videos. So those would be the five types. If you're comfortable being in front of the camera, do the talking head, demonstrate something, interview something, uh, have somebody who's doing a, a testimonial for you, you could do that. Or if you're not comfortable, again, you can do a screen capture type of video. So here are some tools for reference. Uh, the first one is Splashio. This is what I use for the subtitle video. So what I'll do is I'll shoot a video of somebody talking, uh, and then you can just upload it to Splashio. Uh, you do give them the, the colors that you want, the headline that you want. They'll transcribe it, and they'll time the transcriptions to your voice. So people will be able to read your videos. Uh, Splashio, I think, is like they have a monthly subscription service where it's like four videos a month for 99 bucks. Uh, but you can always reach out to support and say, hey, I just want one video or two videos. But if you're doing a video a week, that four for 99 would be perfect. Um, another one, if you like the motion background uh, videos, you just want to put text over the top, wave.video is an excellent tool for that. Uh, it's one that I use. I have a monthly subscription on that one. I think that one's like $79 a month. Uh, again, keep in mind, I do a lot of these videos, from, so these subscriptions aren't, aren't that bad. Um, another one is uh, Promo, uh, which I believe is slide.ly. So that's another alternative. If you just want to do like one video, you could do one, whereas Wave is more of a subscription. Uh, if you want to do a screen recording, I've used Camtasia or Snagit for years, so I always like to promote them. Lube is probably pretty well known. So that's a tool you can use. You just record your screen. You do whatever you have to do and demo on your screen. Then you hit stop, and you know you can typically use it from there. If you need help editing, you want to put some other fancy stuff in, 
Well, that's where Fiverr comes in. Fiverr is a group of contractors that do stuff. And uh, again, Fiverr, when they first started, you could do most tasks for five bucks. They might as well call it like tenor now because it seems like everything's about 10 bucks. Um, but bottom line is you can find qualified contractors who will do projects for you a la carte in the digital marketing area. And they're experts in an area that you may not be an expert in. So just handing it over to them so they can do it for 10 bucks. It takes away a big headache. And then finally, Rev. Rev is good for transcriptions. So if you do a video, you want to get to tr transcriptions, you can use that. Uh, like, for example, I don't really use Splashio. I have a uh, graphic team. So they'll do the transcriptions, and then they'll create the Splashio videos themselves. Uh, but also, I like to use it for help on creating blogs. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll use a video. I'll do a blog out of it. I'll get the transcription. I'll use that kind of as a base uh, to do that. And also, I like to upload transcriptions to sites like Facebook and YouTube so I have proper transcriptions that go along with the video when I upload them to, to a platform. So again, to do a transcription, I think Rev is like a dollar a minute. So if you're doing a three or four minute video, it's not that much for a transcription. Now, how do we come up with topics? The easiest way to come up with topics if you're getting started is to think about the most commonly asked questions that people ask you and do a video answering them. That's, that's really the easiest thing. You could probably come up with a list of 10 questions that people ask you more often than not. And mostly they're going to be designed around money, process, effort, stuff like that. So then you could come up with another five to 10 on what I call the ought to be asking questions. These are the questions people should be asking you. So once they stop saying, ah, I'm going to have to spend money on this, you know, I want to know all the questions related to that. These ought to be asking questions are questions that they ought to be thinking about to really grow their business, to really benefit from using your service. So think about those. And, and quite frankly, that should come, you should be able to come with anywhere from 15 to 25 videos just on those topics alone. Once you start doing that, you're going to be rolling. It's going to be a lot easier. Another thing you can do is a demonstration on how to do something. So you can do a couple of videos on how to do something, whether it's with a screen share because you're showing somebody how to use something digitally or whether you're putting something together. Um, don't be afraid of giving away a lot of information. So one thing a lot of people know about me is I'm not very handy when it comes to fixing stuff. I uh, had a car, headlight went out. I figured, okay, changing a bulb. How hard can changing a bulb uh, on a car be? Well, apparently you have to take out like five parts to get to the part where you can take out the bulb. You lost me after two parts, okay? I just, I, I can only do two steps. So to find that out, I went on YouTube and I watched a video on exactly how to do it for the type of car I had. Like I said, too complicated. I know I've got 10 left thumbs. I'm going to break something. So I ended up taking it to the guy, to the mechanic. And again, this is when I'm first getting started with digital marketing back when I'm living in Texas. And I kind of asked him, like, why are you giving away all this information? And, um, you know, it just seems like you're taking away business. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm actually demonstrating to people that I know what I'm doing. And then people, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe there's some people who could, you know, figure out how to put in a light bulb in a headlight, Tom. But uh, there are other people who have, like, a little more serious problems where because I've established and demonstrated my credibility, they'll come to me with some more complicated things and I'll earn their business that way. So uh, never be afraid to give away how to do stuff because, again, you're just demonstrating your capabilities and you're creating authority, yourself as an authority figure and somebody with a lot of credibility who knows what they're doing. Um, again, interviewing is good. Uh, behind the scenes, how do you do stuff? How do you make stuff happen? Um, that's always good. Um, this is a little more savvy. Uh, blog article transition to your service. So I'm a big fan. Uh, if you've ever heard me do any of these presentations, I always talk about Feedly. Feedly is a great way to organize and get a lot of content. So there's a ton of blogs up there. Obviously, I like digital marketing, so I'll have a topic for digital marketing. I have 20 blogs out there that have stuff. It's like an RSS feed. It almost looks like, like a Gmail account. Uh, you know, you'll have a blog come up there. You have all these articles. 
you can read it. But what you could do, suppose you're in real estate, suppose you're uh, an accountant, suppose you're, uh, well, let's go with an accountant. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on with the tax laws. Uh, right now, it's coming up to tax season. You can find an interesting article that somebody's talking about. And you can start doing a video talking about the article. And then you can transition and end up by talking about how you can help them with other in, uh, other items related to taxes. So you can use that as a way to kind of build your business if you're looking for, you know, to build your accountant practice. Um, real estate, you could talk about, you know, here are some of the stats from the real estate market. This is what it means. This is why housing is priced so high. This is how I ex how long I expect the market to be up. By the way, if you need help selling your house, I can help you out with that. So you can, you know, kind of use the topic to get people's attention with stuff that's relevant right now and then tie it into like an ask to your business. And then finally, um, you can use Google and answer the public. So for Google, what I like to do is I'll type in kind of a keyword. Let's say it's property management. And I'll scroll all the way down to the bottom and they have eight other related searches. And I'll look at those eight other related searches and see, okay, what are the common searches in addition to those? And so I look at that to see what are people searching for? And maybe that'll give me a keyword phrase like, oh, okay, based on a keyword phrase, I could go ahead and do that. And then I can kind of keep clicking. I could click on the, one of those eight and click on that. And then they'll have another eight and kind of see what else they're doing. And that's a good way to see what people are searching for. Answer the public is kind of a similar thing. You put in a topic and they'll have a whole bunch of questions related to that topic that people are searching for in Google. So it's another free tool. So coming up to topics, it's actually really, really easy. So now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how to use uh, video and specifically how to use it for Facebook because, like I said, it's a little different than what you would do on YouTube. Now, dimensions do matter. So I didn't bring my phone in, in with me, my, my one visual aid here, and I forgot to bring it in with me, if you can imagine. But when shooting a video, think about how you use Facebook. Do you hold your, your cell phone like this or do you hold it vertically? Most people use it vertically. So when you shoot, you want to shoot vertically. Don't shoot landscape. You shoot landscape and you put it in the vertical box, you're taking up only about a third of your real estate potential. Um, if you shoot it vertically, you're going to take it up, take up about 90% of it if you do square, or you'll take up the whole page um, if you do it vertically. So always think about that. Uh, if you're going to use your phone, don't do it like this horizontally, do it like this vertically. And uh, when you do a video, always upload your video directly to Facebook. Uh, don't use a link to YouTube. So you can run a little test if you ever want to want to see what Facebook like. Facebook wants to keep people on their platform, and they want to make sure that you're putting out authentic material and original material. And they will reward you if you're doing that. So if you ever want to like put out an image, you can put out an image, and you can test and see, okay, what's my reach? And then you can put out a video, and you can test and see, okay, what's my reach? And then you could take a YouTube video and put the link up there and see what's my reach. You know, you might see 15% uh, on the image, 25% on the video, three people on the YouTube link, okay? They don't really want people clicking off Facebook and going to YouTube. So if you have an, a video, you always want to upload that video directly to Facebook. Remember, 85% of the people don't listen to sound. So design your videos for the visual, not the audio. And that's very important, um, especially when you think about trying to, if you want people to, if you want to drive traffic to your site, um, you know, you really want to make sure that, that you're using a, a video. But think about your competition. Your competition on Facebook is a lot of times images. Well, in the land of images, the video is going to be king. So all you need to do is just have a little motion. It doesn't have to be even a ton. But if you do a video, you're going to really, really stand out. 
So if you're going to do um, a video of a talking head, for example, uh, and you want to pay to run an ad for this, and I don't know how many people are, are interested in paying ads, you can actually use the have captions. So if you don't want to invest in doing um, um, in the Splashio style video with the subtitles, you can just use the captions, but you can only do that if you're running ads. Otherwise, like I said, I love the caption options with uh, the subtitle videos. These are just very, very effective. Again, this is another example how it looks. You have the title, you have the video, and then you have the subtitles underneath. Um, and again, if you want to do a simple, like just a motion, and you have a message that's you know real simple, um, you can use slide.ly or wave.video. And, and these are just some examples. You just have motion, some B-roll in the background, and you can put your own text there. So if you have a special, if you're brick and mortar uh, retail store and you have a special for 25% off, uh, let's say it's a sporting goods uh, store, you can use B-roll, uh, kids playing softball, and you can put, you know, spring special, 25% off, deadline 331, come see us. You know, something like that. And you could create a video that looks really, really nice. It's really simple to create. So one of the biggest questions I get is how long should a video be? And the answer always seems to be, it depends. Um, but probably simply put, if you want somebody to click to your site and take a specific action, then what you're gonna wanna do is keep it under 15 seconds. If you do any longer than that, then um, people are gonna be more interested in watching the video and then kind of staying on Facebook rather than clicking and, and going to your site. If you're going to do a marketing video, and I'll get into what that means on the next slide, you wanna do a minimum of 90 seconds. For organic, I did a project recently for the Glendale Chamber. Uh, it was uh, Chamber of Commerce Month, as I'm sure everybody knows that. October is Chamber of Commerce Month. And uh, what they were doing is they did uh, a testimonial day from people on how the chamber affected them and how it helped their business. So we did a whole bunch of the talking head videos that were subtitled, and we loaded them every day. And every time we loaded them, Facebook always had a message saying, we recommend a minimum of three minutes. So that's how I came up for your organic videos. They seem to want three minutes for the best optimization. In reality, you make the video as long as it's compelling. Okay, if you have two minutes of information, don't hem and ha and sing and dance and do all that crazy stuff to try to get another minute, it's not that important. Put out a quality and compelling and relevant uh, information. That's really the most important factor on how long it should be. Most important factor on how long it should be. So I was talking about uh, remarketing videos. So this is if you're doing paid ads, this is a nice little bonus. And I like to use this for people who, um, they have their demographics, but they can't really dig that. It's still a big demographic. So let's take a life insurance agent. Somebody who's looking for people who want life insurance. Well, we know demographically, it's gonna be somebody who's married between the ages of 25 and 50, and they have kids. And we can find all that information out demographically on Facebook. That's still a lot of people. You know, so how can you get somebody to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm looking for life insurance versus putting ads in front of people who already have life insurance or don't have an interest in it. And that's where the strategy comes in. You can come up with a 90 second video. Uh, it could be you talking with captioned video, a subtitled video. And what you can do is you can actually track how long people watch a video. Bear with me now. Not a lot of people know this. Facebook tracks stuff. They like to track a lot of what you do. I know it's surprising, but they really do like to do that. So they can really sit there and, and track if you're watching a video for five seconds, 15 seconds, 25%, 50%, 75. So you can see down here in this box, and they can actually track how long, and you can build an audience of people who have done that. And the great thing is it's super inexpensive. 
I've had people watch 50% of a 90 second video for as long, uh, for as little as five cents. So that could be 20 people for every dollar watching your message and you're building an audience. Now you get that audience and you can remarket to them an offer. In fact, uh, you could remarket to them like a lead generation ad with a coupon to send an appointment to talk to you or to download something. So you could do something really simple to remarket people. At least you're remarketing people who watched your video for 45 seconds. They raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested. Because if they weren't interested, chances are they wouldn't watch half your video. So that's a, a cool little tip. Um, and again, there's ways to do this. I'm just trying to kind of bring to your attention some of the possibilities that are out there. If you don't want to pay for ads, the best way to get your message out to the masses is going to be a Facebook Live. So Facebook Live, it's a live, live video. It's kind of like a webinar. You're, you're just you're in front of a camera. You're talking. You can share a screen if you want. And you're, you're getting it out uh, to the masses. And the great thing about it is you can interact with people live. So it's kind of like hosting a real-time webinar live, but with a lot more engagement and interaction. Again, Facebook loves this. They love Facebook Live videos. It is the most authentic form of communication. Anybody can you know, copy and play, paste text or copy and paste an image from the internet. When you're doing a, a video live, it's the most authentic and original content you can put out there and Facebook rewards it. So Facebook Live allows you to use your uh, webcam or mobile device to broadcast in real time. So here's how you use it. Um, we'll be sending out this, this uh, a video in the slide uh, to everybody who's on here. So I don't want to go step by step on how to do it. But really one of the things here is, you know, you, you hit a button, you choose to go live, you choose your privacy settings, and, and then you can write a compelling description. So, you know, you have the ability to kind of describe what your Facebook Live is about to attract people. And what you can do is you can also tag your friends. You can choose your location. And we can also do this if you own a fan page, you can tag your fan page or bring members who, people who are part of that fan page as well. So you hit start, you hit finish, all that stuff. You can kind of look over uh, all that. Whoa, went too much there. The big thing I want to talk about is the ideas for a Facebook Live. And a lot of ideas for Facebook Live are the same things that you would do for a typical video. Uh, you could do a demonstration of how to do something. So again, you can hold something or you can share a screen and do it. Again, you can interview with somebody. Uh, virtual trainings are a big deal. Um, I have a client in Texas who does a lot of, uh, well, she does like eight real estate clubs that were live events every month. She had to switch completely virtual. Facebook Lives have been working fantastic for her on that. Again, if you have a client testimonial or an interview, you can do an interview live with people. And the great thing about this method is that people can ask questions real time. They can type in comments and you can address them right right away. So the great thing is it's not quite as structured. It's really uh, more based on engagement. Um, you can do a tutorial on the product. You can do explainer on the product. If you have a special announcement, you can announce that. Um, you can even give like, again, the behind the scene looks or a tour location. If you're opening up uh, another location for your retail shop, you can kind of do a little behind the scenes, take them on a tour. Um, you can do a lot of live uh, Q&A after the presentation again. So really, Facebook Live, it's just a lot more interactive. So what are some tips? All right, um, you've probably been on webinars before where everybody will ask you about every two minutes, hey, do you, do you want to run paid ads? Do you like paid ads? Put a one in the chat box if you like paid ads. They do that because they want to get people used to leaving comments and participating um, in that. So then when they try to sell you something at the end, you're kind of used to interacting and uh, commenting back and forth, so it's kind of easier for you to want to buy something from somebody. 
that same philosophy kind of applies to Facebook Live, except what you want to do is you want to get people commenting so it will expand. It will send a message to Facebook that, hey, this is valuable content. You want to promote this to other people. You, you want to get this in front of us. You want to improve my reach and get this out to as many people as possible, even outside of my fan base and my friends. So what you want to do is you want to do things to get them to leave comments. It could be at the very beginning, you know, hey, can you hear me? Okay, type yes if you can hear me. You might get five people typing yes, that's five comments. That's going to send a signal to Facebook um, that that's relevant. But you can also probably do some better questions. Um, you know, suppose during this presentation, I could ask you guys, hey, what are four reasons? What is your biggest fear of doing a video? You know, is it going to be um, the cost that's involved? Is it going to be getting in front of a com camera? What are your biggest fears? Go ahead and type in a comment what your biggest fears are. And then on Facebook Live, some people will go ahead and type that out. And again, it's showing that people are engaging. Facebook's going to show your Facebook Live to more people. Um, how many of you guys have tried running Facebook ads with videos? Uh, type in the yes or no if you've tried that. What kind of budget have you used? Uh, go ahead and put in your budget amount. And, you know, so you can do things like that, ask questions, get people to leave comments. As you do that, their friends are going to see that they're on a Facebook Live. It's going to be a big way to expand it. So you can kind of see how you can really grow your audience doing a Facebook Live and encouraging engagement. Also, when you're doing a Facebook Live, continuously reintroduce yourself. Don't assume that they are jumping out from the beginning. With the webinar, you kind of know we have a start time at 12 o'clock, so people will jump on. I've done the introduction. It's reasonable that people will, will know who I am when they're in the webinar. But if you're on a Facebook Live, it's kind of like being on a radio station. You know, you want to constantly kind of update who you are and what you're talking about. And it, it's very simple. Hi, again, my name is Tom Kachek for Wissanova Solutions. We're doing Facebook Live talking about marketing tips. Now to our third bullet point. So see, you just kind of roll it in smoothly and then continue. Don't fret over making mistakes. I know some people have stuttered, mispronounced words. Uh, some people like me who have the Invisalign, they trip over the tongue all the time uh, with it in their mouth. Um, they get nervous about it. Don't worry if you stumble, if you stutter, if you make some mistakes. It helps with being real and authentic. Again, just think about how many times you've watched a commercial, and you almost have a barrier that comes up when you watch a commercial because you know you're being sold to. The more authentic and unique you are, uh, the more you break down the barrier. People will, will listen to you. Uh, for Facebook Lives, it's recommended you do at least 10 minutes for a Facebook Live. So if you have a short and sweet snippet, just do a video. Uh, but if you actually have something that's going to take 10, 15 minutes, even an hour, um, go ahead and use the Facebook Live. Again, my client that does the real estate clubs, they do two and a half hours for every one of their Facebook Lives. Be engaging. Always check for, for questions in the comments. Uh, I know, like, again, when you do a webinar, we look at the, the questions at the very end. In the Facebook Live, you don't want to do that. You actually want to go ahead and have somebody ask something and address that real time. Um, you have a much more fluid and dynamic presentation in Facebook Live than you would um, on a webinar. And uh, address the commenters by name and encourage liking and sharing. If you've asked a couple, hey, you know, if you like what I have to say after I answered a question, if you like what I have to say, go ahead and like this video. Go ahead and share it with somebody, some of your colleagues, so they can get this beneficial information as well. So you can go ahead and promote it that way. And all those things are just going to grow your reach uh, for your Facebook Live. And again, anytime you can get rich on Facebook without having to pay for it, it's a great thing. And at the very end, make sure you say goodbye so people know that the video is over. Seems kind of silly to have to, to point that out. So that's Facebook. Now we're going to talk a little bit about YouTube. Let me tell you the, the two, well, actually, I'm going to go with the biggest mistake when people actually shoot the video on YouTube is they want to do an introduction. And you've got to think that a person on YouTube wants a solution to their problem, and they have 10 videos listed on a page. 
When they choose yours, they want to know right away that you're going to answer their question. You're going to solve their, their, their problem. They want to know that immediately or they're going to jump and go elsewhere. The biggest mistake people make is they introduce themselves. They don't jump right into the point. Uh, let's sit there in the video. Hi, my name is Tom Bakacek. I have a digital marketing company uh, at Sonova Solutions located here in Phoenix, Arizona. And now that's 10 seconds that I've talked about and I haven't even addressed the problem they clicked on the video for. So you want to get to the point immediately. So you would start out, uh, and I don't even recommend introducing yourself. Today, we're going to go over seven tips on how to go ahead and optimize your videos on YouTube. Now, right there, you're getting right to the point, and you go on to tip one. I'm not doing introduction. I'm not saying who I am. I'm not saying anything about, about my company. I'm getting right to the point. So if somebody wants tips on how to optimize a video for YouTube, when they click on my video, they know that's what they're getting. You can ask a compelling question if you want to do it to get their, their, their attention. Hey, have you been posting videos on YouTube for years and not seeing any results? Well, in this video, we're going to go over seven ways to make sure that your videos get to the top of page one on Google. And then you can go into your presentation from there. If you had like a little intro, that would be a good time to put the little intro and then move on. But again, the big mistake people make is they may have like a five-second video intro at the beginning, introduce themselves for 10 seconds, and people bounce off because they have no idea if you're ever going to answer their question. Um, if you want some good resources on this, uh, at the bottom here, there's a good book called Vlog Like a Boss. It's by uh, Amy Landino. I saw her speak at, uh, I think it was Digital Growth Outreach a couple of years ago. Uh, I was really impressed by her presentations. And whenever I've done videos or have my clients, I've always used a lot of her tips from them. Uh, plus, she has, if you Google Amy Landino or if you type Amy Landino in YouTube, you can see her YouTube channel. And she has a lot of, I mean, she shoots videos the right way. So you can watch any of her videos. You can see how she does it. Uh, she's an expert. She's got like over 430,000 subscribers. And again, she just started from scratch one day on her own. And she shares tips on how to, to grow a blog. So Blog Like a Boss is a good read. And uh, if you look at her YouTube channel, again, you get a lot of good examples on how exactly you want to shoot a video and some of the tips you want to, or some of the mistakes you want to avoid. All right, so again, what's the first thing when you're doing a, a video? Well, let me kind of tell you this about YouTube. YouTube is the second largest search engine. So it is a lot different than Facebook. Facebook, you're doing kind of disruptive marketing. People are sitting there, they're scrolling through their phone, they're looking at what friends and family are doing, you put out a video, you're disrupting what they're doing. But if you do it the right way, you got the right message and in front of the right person, they'll watch it. So it does work on Facebook. But again, you want to be more visual. With YouTube, more times than not, people are searching for a specific problem. They're searching for you. So you want to know what they're searching for so they can find you so you can be found. Um, so one of the easiest ways to do it is Google. And here at the bottom, they have searches related to. So I'm going to use for this example, <coughs> excuse me, uh, property management as a term. Now, this is done for entertainment purposes. I have my assistant in Austin do it, so you're seeing a lot of results for Austin. But I would never use a term as generic as property management because it's too broad. Um, so when you do property management, you go down, you look at some of the searches related to property management. And uh, you can see um, a couple of them are relevant, like rental property management could be a good keyword, or property management companies. And you sit there and think, OK, what are some things related to property manage management companies? What can I shoot a video on that kind of keyword? And then you come up with that, and now you have a reason to make a video, and you've got a keyword. And the great thing is you want to use that keyword all over the place. There we go. And uh, here's a couple of tips that people don't know they can do. 
Uh, when you do a video, you know you have a video and you download and it has just a bunch of characters there, numbers, letters, this and that. Rename your video for your keyword. So instead of having an XQR exclamation point ampersand x6tyv.mp4, change it, rename it, call it property management.mp4. Now you just put in your keyword. This is actually another way for you to put in a keyword in a way that's compliant with YouTube and Google. Google hates keyword stuffing if the user can see it because that leads to a bad experience. But if you're naming files after keywords, that's a great way to do legal white hat uh, keyword stuffing and really improve your ability to rank in Google and, and, and YouTube. So you can do that also when you do a thumbnail. Again, when you save it, save it as your keyword .png for a PNG file. So these are just some little things. And when you do your transcription, it's a text file. Again, it'll have a whole bunch of letters, numbers, and symbols in there. Rename it to your keyword. Right there, that's three ways of getting your keyword into YouTube that a user won't see, but only those weird little Google bots will see it. Uh, then you want to obviously put the keyword phrase somewhere in the title, and you want to do it in the description. Now, remember I said there were two things, two mistakes that people made. The first one, um, uh, we already went over about the introduction, but the second one is the description. You'd be amazed at how many people just leave a blank. Description should be 2,000 characters long. That's characters, not words. Um, maybe that's an average of four characters, five characters, I guess, four letter words and then a space. So it's about 400 words. So if you want, you know, I like to use Microsoft Word. I'll type everything out there so I could get a character count. Um, but what you want to do is at the beginning is you want to have kind of like a question and then learn more here by going to my blog. Then the second part I like to do is I like to take a transcription and put it in there. Very easy to fill up a lot of characters. Third thing I do is I create a template. And on YouTube, you could create a template. And I'll always put basically about the company. And I'll do two paragraphs about the company. And at the bottom, I'll do, uh, you know, like me on Facebook, here's my Facebook URL. Follow me on Twitter, here's my Twitter URL. Connect with me on LinkedIn, here's my LinkedIn URL. Uh, if you want to reach out directly to me, here's my email, and here's uh, my business phone number. And I'll put all that in there as a template. That'll take about half of the characters. Between that, the question you do at the top, and then in the middle, putting in the transcription, you're going to be able to hit that 2,000 characters. That makes a big difference in your rankings. So many people leave that blank. Um, it's incredible. So if you're just doing some of those basics, doing a, a keyword phrase for your, your video name, for your transcription file, and for your thumbnail, and then filling out completely your descriptions, you're putting yourself well above the pack on, on YouTube on being found. Then um, you obviously want to put in tags. Uh, think about longer tail keywords. Property management is very vague, but property management companies is a lot more intent-based. Um, property management pros in Glendale, Arizona, would be a lot more specific to acquiring uh, customers that you're looking for. So think about eight to 15 long tail uh, keywords. And again, you can use that Google search, the wonder wheel at the bottom to go and find some suggestions. Thumbnail, you always want to have a happy face or, or a face with some kind of emotion looking at you. Uh, that's a big thing in getting people's attention. When you do text, you want the text to be large. And if you can, you want to put your brand on there as well. If you follow those three tips, that's going to be good. You're also going to want to try to kind of, if you do a series of videos, try to keep consistent. If you can use kind of the same base, but put different video titles on it, um, that'll be good because in a way you're branding yourself. So if you've been on YouTube, especially on desktop, you'll see on the right, you'll see similar videos. If you can have a lot of them that look like you, that look kind of the same, it's good for branding.
And again, like I said, I always like to do transcriptions when I do a video. I know YouTube has one, but I like to do it because I at least know it's accurate. Anytime you do transcriptions on Facebook, on YouTube, you have to go through everything. Uh, the bots aren't always accurate with the spellings of stuff. And if there's a grammatical error, it's going to be a reflection of you and your company. So by uploading one, I know that a transcription, I know that everything's going to be accurate. And then, like I said, it's a, an opportunity for me to use, you know, property management at TXT as a file to upload. It's another opportunity for me to get a keyword in there. All right. So we've gone through all of this. Now, this is what I was telling you about. This is the nice prize at the end. Uh, the roadmap to branding, the roadmap to getting people to think, wow, I'm seeing you all over the place. And in reality, you're not spending any money on advertising. So this isn't necessarily in a linear order, except for step one. Step one, you have to shoot the video. That is going to be the big trigger. And what I would recommend is that you get into the habit of doing a video a week. And you do this consistently for six months. It's a challenge. But if you accept this challenge and you go out and do that, you're going to see very, very strong organic results from this. You're going to see a lot of traffic coming to your site. You're going to get a lot of brand recognition. But like anything else, you have to do it consistently. So I would recommend putting a video up once a week. Um, now, there's two ways you could do it. You could shoot a video every Monday morning if you want to do that, or you could shoot four videos at one time. A lot of my clients, they'll sit there, they'll make themselves up, they'll just shoot everything all at once so they don't have to worry about it for 30 days again. So however you want to do it, you just want to get in the habit of getting a video uploaded every Monday. So the first step there is I like to upload to YouTube. That's the first way to start. <coughs> Excuse me. So you upload to YouTube, and then what goes along with that? You have transcriptions you need. So you get your transcription with the video. Um, and then you get uh, uh, you create a thumbnail image. So you create that as well. So you've got your video. You upload it to YouTube. You created your thumbnail. You've optimized it. You've got um, your transcription. Now what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to go to my blog. And I'm going to take the transcription for my blog, and I'll put it up there. And that's a base. From there, I'll change the wording, add, subtract, do this and that. But that's a good way to start with the blog, and I'll create a blog. Now I have an image, the thumbnail, that I'll use as an image for my blog. And what I'll do is I'll take the video from YouTube and I'll bed it into my blog. So now I've got a little backlinking going back and forth. So now I'm on YouTube and I've got a blog. Now I'm going to take the video and I'm going to go to my social networks. I'm going to go to Pinterest, for example. And you know what? I've got that thumbnail. I can put that thumbnail up on Pinterest and I can link it back to my blog. Then I can also go and I can upload the video on, on Pinterest as well so people can see it there as well. If uh, it fits, you can put it up on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So you can upload directly, and you can do this all on a Monday, upload the video directly to Facebook and put in some, some copy about it. And same thing with uh, LinkedIn. Then what you could do is three days later, then you could take that image, create an image, and link it back to your blog. So it's the same, again, same video, but now you're sending it to the blog that has the video on it. So it's another way, kind of a different way, uh, of going ahead and promoting your video. So you do the blog and you do the video directly on social media on two different days. Now, again, back to Monday, you've got this video. You could strip out the audio and you could convert from MP4 to MP3 and you could Google software. It's free and you can upload that to your podcast. So now you're using that same video to create a blog, which is text, to create images, which is PNG file, and to create uh, a video, which is MP4, and now audio, which is MP3. So you're in four different medias. And finally, if you do a PowerPoint, like I did on this, I could take my PowerPoint and I could upload it 
to slideshare.net, and that's, again, just another format to which I can rank. So I can have five different media formats for the keyword ranking, getting social interaction. Now, just imagine if you do this on a different but related topic every week, once a week, for six months. Do you see how you can really build your brand and, and build your recognition? So that's a lot of what I have. That's what I wanted to go over. Hopefully, these were some, some helpful tips for you.